Yeah, it wouldn't be that much. You'd be surprised if you went in my hood cave. I don't have a ton of memorabilia. I do. I'm into it. I, I'm not, I don't have a ton of it. Uh, maybe later on in life it'll be interesting to me, but I don't have a ton of that stuff. I've got more bar posters of, of shows that I've done, more sports radio things, more so than memorabilia. Would, is there something you would go into the coffers to pay for? Yes. We were talking about Ciara earlier, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so there you go. Shot or no shot, everybody? I would buy, if you told me one of the horseshoes that Secretary wore. Oh, for heavens. Yeah. I'd, How much would you pay for that? Probably 2500 what would you do with it? Just hang it up on your wall? I would get it framed and mounted on the wall. Yes. For good luck. 100%. How much would you pay for the saddle? I don't have anywhere to display it. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mindy. All of a sudden, that, all, that's all of a sudden it's billions again. Yes. Mindy's Chuck, Chuck Rhodes over here. <laughs> Mindy's got his fantasy of... I know where she is. She's listening right now. Mindy. <laughs> Daddy's bringing a saddle home. Uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, you are Chuck Rhodes. I'd like to put a saddle on you if you don't mind. <laughs> we all knew you loved Secretariat, but boy, this is taking a weird turn. Gonna be in, I'm going to be in court tomorrow. I, I just I, need to... I'm just telling you, it still bothers me to this day because I'm the most um, spontaneous person. Or I, I'm sure there are some that are just as equal. I'm right there. I got. If you said, want to go to Hawaii right now? I got two. Done. Let's go. Like, I don't plan it out and then go, think, should I? I just, just go. How I did not get in the car and drive to Lexington, Kentucky and have lunch with Secretariat. <laughs> lunch with Secretariat? <laughs> I'm serious. And, and have a picture. Put on a, put on a picnic blanket and yes. bring some carrots. People did Oops. that. You could go down. Yeah, I understand. And you could meet the horse and take a picture. And all. How I did not do that. I was an idiot, and it's, it still bothers me. You guys eat the same food, so it'll be fine. You bring a container, he's got a container. Right. So, what were you thinking? I mean, you're down the stretch, and you're just awesome. Secretary, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> I agree with you, buddy. You're the best. No shot. None of those horses had a shot. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, that... <laughs> how I did not get a picture with that horse, I... Don't understand. David, you're a little bit too negative. <laughs> Secretary, talk to you like Mr. Ed. I mean, there's a dated reference. Dude, that, that horse, like you can love anybody that you, he was at Claiborne Farm. You could go to Claiborne Farms and go, can I get a picture with Secretary? Absolutely. And he died in 1989 of laminitis. And I'm like, Idiot. I think you're uh, out of line. Your secretary has moved up your power rankings just behind your Sylvie impressions, hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why people are so mean on Trubisky. <laughs> I agree, secretary. I've been telling people, give Mitch a chance. No shot. No shot. I agree with you. Fool sucks. <laughs> Go Bears. Just telling you. Like, if you could go back and take a picture with one athlete of all time, who are you taking it with? Gosh. All time? Yeah. Man. I drop you in there for two seconds, you get the photo, and you're out. Man. It's not like you're going to hang with him. Jordan. I got that. I, well, I don't have that. I, would, I definitely want to hang. I've never hung with Jordan that, that way. 
So I would love to have that. Danny, I, who would you hit, want a picture with? Jordan, 100% Jordan. Mellor? I'd probably go with American Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> David, I don't have much time left. And the Cubs are going to win the division. Zimmer's team is so lucky. <laughs> Boys of summer. Come take a picture with me. Like, if I can get back to and that day. Do you think Rick Rona will ever hit for power? No. We have Damon Berryhill. Uh, if I could get back in the car in, like, 1988, like, I was on the road recruiting throughout the 80s. And, and Cap's busting his chops because he's not prancing around the studio with, with the likes of our sales staff here, who I'm scared of. Wow. Next half hour. <laughs> Eight thirty set, and then they take calls, and then nine o'clock they do another segment. <laughs> then Mallard comes on. I'm ready yet. <laughs> Get me another legal pad. What did they do the last forty-five minutes? And then they do crosstalk, and then Hoodie says Carmen Yurko, pop pop, and then the next page pop pop. <laughs> oh my god that card says <laughs> i don't know i mean world series i mean when you tampa could win or la could win i'm not sure and then <laughs> then yucko makes oh. some recipe joke some polish Food joke, and then ten thirty. Then Greedy says, <laughs> "The oh Giants have to dance this <laughs> And then Cowboys talk at twelve thirty. <laughs> One o'clock passing <laughs> But he won't come on the morning show because you do, baby. One fifteen. <laughs> Is Wilbon on again? Not Wilbon. Are we not Wilbon? Five o'clock. <laughs> Marky comes on. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. What? That was awesome. You said the yellow pad. That was awesome. All right. My wife and my radio partner. <laughs> we got that. Where's would you rather? At 445. Then Cap says this. Hoodie says that. Zatterman says that. Mallard says that. Oh. <laughs> Go back to the phones. Um, wow. Uh, how about... What? We'll go to Tom at Oak Lawn. <laughs> hey, Tom. <laughs> What's up, Charlie Brown? What's up, Franklin? What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up? How are you? So, so my thing is... Um, that Mitch Trubisky is the bigger bust. And then uh, Tom calls and talks about Mitch. That's at 839. Play that back. Hello? 
<laughs> so you say Mitch is the better at eight thirty nine you say Mitch is the better bigger bus. Why do you say that? It's educational too to learn about friends and learn about friendliness. That's what Charlie Brown was there for. Just telling you stories. Who was and the my, dirty the dirty kid? What was his name? His name's Pigpen. Pigpen. And they rarely use Franklin, who I am around here. Nonetheless, <laughs> look at Diddy. You know, as I, as I, me being the Franklin around here at ESPN 1000, I felt for Franklin. You ever see that picture of them all sitting at the at the uh, the dinner table at the outside the picnic table? As a picture of all the guys around, and then Franklin's way at the end, <laughs> by, himself. by himself. Yes, that's Nobody me. Nobody around him. But it was me. It's different now with Good Karma. But under Delavid, that was me at the at the, at the far end of the table. Yeah, he's all the way down there. That was me. I was Franklin for a long time around here. Not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> you see that picture, right? Have you seen the picture? I'm looking at it right now. I'll, I'll hold it. I'll, I'll, I'll call it the picture for Cap to see. Franklin was like, um, there, there you go. Put it up there on the on the screen for me. I'll put it on Twitch in a minute. Look how, look at Franklin. All There's the four characters. on one side of the table, and Franklin's alone on the other. You see that? Franklin's you all that? by himself. That's 15 years at ESPN 1000 until Good Karma came in here. That's me, Franklin, sitting by himself. Oh, I, uh, this, this is me. I, I, hey, hey, Cap, here's a story, right? The story is when we had the holiday party, right? Holiday party. And look who works at night. Who's got to carry the load at night? You think they, you think they had me get off? You think they had me scheduled off? No, no, no. Merck is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it, pal. Didn't want me to come to the holiday party. Wow. Had to hold up the 7 to 10. You know why? Where's Hood? Franklin. That, that's why. Franklin's on the air. I had to have, like, George Costarillos bring me a, a plate <laughs> from Chicago Cuts. Who do you, are you saved a steak for you? Oh, Here, here's George. a piece of waddle steak. Here's a piece of cap steak. Danny's potato. <laughs> like, being black, but that just, just still be here, like, doing the show during the holiday party. I brought you a steak. And I know you like potatoes. So here you go. And I got asparagus. Like, oh, George, thanks, buddy. You're a mensch. Thank you. Not invited to a holiday party, but hey, thanks so much. All right, Fred, I had to do, had to do Bulls buzz. Does that make uh, Cap Charlie Brown in this analogy and then Ryan Pace's Lucy pulling the football away every time? That Probably a pretty good analogy. Uh, do you ever make bets you know you won't win, but you still make the bet anyway? Franklin and I will discuss that <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Under the Hood podcast. Jonathan Hood with you. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, sweetjhood, on Instagram, 
IGJHood on Snapchat, SnapJHood. Glad that you're with me here for our Saturday morning podcast. As always, I'd like to check in with you. As you just heard in the open, we had a crazy week. And I always like to be able to share some of that with you. What a bizarre week of Cap and J Hood. Have you heard the show? Morning 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, 10 a.m. Chicago time, of course. Uh, man, we had uh, a really, really fun time. And uh, if you don't get a chance to hear us live, hey, that's why we always have the podcast. In the description of this podcast, you can be able to subscribe and download the Cap and J Hood Morning Show podcast. And uh, we've had it's a very, very interesting week. And I hope that you are getting a chance to hear the show and enjoy the show. Love your feedback as well, whether it's positive or negative. You know, it's funny. Got a lot of great feedback from people um, talking about the show. And some don't like what we're doing here. And, you know, I will say, like I always say every week, there's a lot of people, a lot of issues out there. And there's some people that need a laugh, a little smile, think about something a little bit different. And that's what we're here to provide. And so along with the sports content, it'll be some of what you heard earlier. <laughs> so um, we're still trying to figure things out. Um, one of the highlights also for the Captain J. Hood morning show this week was just the battle between uh, Cap and Mark Silverman, my friend that works afternoons, part of the Waddle and Sylvie show between two and six. Well, that was uh, that was something, you know. Cap starts off, and then Sylvie, with a flourish, always finds a way <laughs> to be able to get back at Cap. And so it's just a friendly uh, show rivalry between Cap and Sylvie. I, I don't. I think me and Waddle are just on the sidelines just watching these two. I know Waddle was not even in this week, and I'm just, like, learning, um, you know, some of the stuff uh, from Cap and from, uh, from Sylvie about some of the things they were talking about. So it's it's just amazing. Amazing radio, I thought. And being a part of that is just kind of cool. It really is. Sylvie's a character, man. Sylvie is a character. I, I don't know if I've told that story on the air before about when I was in Alaska. So after my time at the score, I uh, am with ESPN 1000. And I was asked by Jeff Schwartz, the then program director, he said, I'd like for you to go to cover the UIC Flames on the road. I said, oh, that's great. Cover the UIC Flames basketball team on the road? That sounds great. He says, well, you're going to cover them, uh, but they're traveling, and they're going to be in a tournament to Fairbanks, Alaska. This is in November, and I believe, of 2006, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we're going to send you to Alaska to cover the UIC Flames. Now, of course, I never think ever that I'm going to be in Alaska for any reason, right? To, to travel to like, I'm a warm weather guy. <laughs> and to be able to go be in Alaska in November, it's uh, once in a lifetime, first of all, because I never thought I'd be in Alaska. So, yeah, I definitely took the trip uh, eight, eight days, seven nights in Fairbanks. And... There was only one hour of sunlight, and when you're up there, you know it's uh, your the time difference is is bizarre. The one hour of sunlight, it only was one hour of sunlight. I believe like at one or two in the afternoon, then the sun would go down again. It was really, really bizarre. And so, Sylvie decided that he wanted to call my room 
in Fairbanks and, you know, try to wake me up knowing that, you know, you wake me up in Alaska, whoever time it was in Chicago, that would just completely uh, wreck my sleep pattern. And it did. <laughs> it did, you know. So, uh, you know, at one point he had called more than one time. And, you know, when I realized, like, this is going to be a prank, I'm like, okay, I'm going to unplug my phone. So I unplugged my phone uh, at the hotel, had my cell phone off. And there was the guy downstairs, I don't know if you think it was security, pounding on my door at 3 a.m. Alaska time. Where I'm trying to find a way to get sleep somehow, some way, right? The security guard bangs on my door and I open it and I was like, what, what? He goes, well, you weren't answering your phone and your wife called and she was very concerned that you didn't answer your phone. Now it's 3 a.m. Alaska time, so 3, 4 Pacific, 5, 6 a.m. Chicago time, I think 3 a.m. in Alaska. And I'm like, my wife's not trying to contact me. It's it's, it's 3 a.m. Pacific, uh, you know, Alaska time. We're like, what are you talking about? My wife, like, no, she, no, she, she wasn't calling me. It was Sylvie putting on a female voice saying, I'm very concerned. Please go to his door and find out if he's okay. Just craziness. My whole trip was just ruined because of Sylvie. <laughs> like, it was a good trip to be in Alaska, you know, seeing places, seeing the North Pole and, you know, going around that city of Fairbanks, but just craziness from the hotel um, with him trying to ring my room knowing that if I mess with him, his whole sleep pattern would be off, and he was right. So he's he's a trickster. I mean, he, he's a funny guy and a trickster, and he's my teammate, so it's... <laughs> It's just funny, man. Uh, and so you go just full, putting, you know, to full, full circle in 2020, like, you know, Sylvie had the knives out for, for Cap, and uh, it was really, really good on their show. You check out the Waddle and Sylvie podcast, and you can hear that from a couple of days ago as we record this here on Saturday morning. So, a couple of things besides the show um, Big Ten football season is back. All right, Big Ten football season's back. People ask, you know, like, where did you get your passion for college football? Well, it's not like I grew up in a small town where college football was like the only thing. I remember as a kid watching on a Saturday afternoon seeing a black dude named Herschel run all over the competition. He, Whenever he had the ball, he was just going crazy. And I said, who is that guy? And his name was Herschel Walker. And watching him at Georgia in the 80s as a kid, I'm like, I love that guy. Because every time I'd watch him, he reminded me of watching Walter Payton on Sundays. I was blessed to be able to, as a kid, to grow up watching Herschel Walker on Saturdays and, and then Walter Payton on Sundays. Both run the football effectively. I'm like, wow. So that's where my fandom for Georgia came from because of, of watching Herschel Walker. And, um, and so um, the pageantry the excitement from the fan base, all that really attracted me to be a college football fan. And so, you know, watching the Big Ten, even though I'm an SEC fan and Georgia fan, I love all of college football because it's special to me. I get a chance to learn more about the draft because I watch these games so often on Saturdays, number one. But number two, just the pageantry. It just seems like more of an exciting game. It seems to mean more in a lot of these small cities across the country when their team loses. And I can relate to that. You know, even though I, gr I grew up here in Chicago and born and raised here, 
a lot of people are down when the Bears lose, but they shake it off after a day or two. It doesn't linger for six days. You know, it's not like in the South where if a college football team loses, they're calling their favorite show for a long time. Uh, you know, every day wondering how come the quarterback didn't do this, how come the coach didn't do that, and just suffering with it all week. And I can, I love that passion. Um, there's a lot, seemingly a lot more passion for certain college teams across the country than it is in the NFL. There's a difference between college and pro when, when it comes to fandom. And so I, I love the college football fan uh, in that regard. So, you know, I was, I've been a college football fan for a long, long time. So, I look forward to my Saturdays. Many of you look forward to your Sundays, and I, I like Sundays too, but Saturdays, that's always my special time watching college football. Just It's fun. In a lot of places, it means more, and I love that. I just think that's really, really cool. really like that a lot. Um, a couple other things too, uh, besides the Captain Jay Hood morning show, uh, if you are a pro wrestling fan or know of someone that's a pro wrestling fan, make sure they check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It is uh, wherever you download your podcast, as a matter of fact, including the ESPN Chicago app. If you have the ESPN Chicago app, uh, it's an app that is plugged into everything we do at ESPN Chicago. Uh, the morning show I do with David Kaplan, along with Carmen Nierko and Wadlin Sylvia and Blacken Abdallah, all the other shows. Also, if you scroll down on that same app, you'll see Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And also, wherever you download your podcast, you can check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday if you're a pro wrestling fan. Um, we do something, give you just fresh content every Tuesday when it comes to the world of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. I saw this story from ESPN.com. Regarding the NBA, did you see this? The NBA is pursuing a pre-Christmas Day start and a regular, a reduced regular season schedule for the 2020-2021 season, abandoning plans to delay the opening with hopes to reincorporating fans back into arenas, according to ESPN. Amid the Corona's pandemic, the NBA is proposing several changes to next season. That includes a 72-game regular season, a play-in tournament, and the likelihood of no All-Star game or All-Star weekend in Indianapolis. The league is considering a two-week break at the midway point of the season. This came from Adrian Wojnarowski and Brian Windhorst from ESPN.com. So a 72-regular season, uh, that'll be interesting. 72-game regular season and um, a pre-Christmas start. It's funny, I just... I think I saw the Lakers win the championship in October. And now you're trying to get them back on the floor before Christmas? Can you say injuries? <laughs> they just got off the floor. And now they're going to try to rev things up. I understand that you know, the Bulls haven't played since, God, since since March. A lot of the bad teams haven't played since March. And they're trying to get everything going before Christmas. But, man, the Lakers and the... Uh, Miami Heat and those teams are in the final four in that bubble. They just played and now they want them back on the floor. Yeah, the schedule is a little bit off kilter. I know that the NBA does not want to miss their NBA games uh, for Christmas because while the NFL has Thanksgiving, the NBA has those Christmas games and they depend on that revenue. Now, here's the thing. Like, are we looking at fans sitting side by side? Or are there going to be some be some kind of bubble plan again? Um, that's going to be a slippery slope to try to get the players back, or will they go to their home gyms with just no fans in it? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we are by the time we get to December. I don't foresee 
our uh, fans in arenas in a closed environment in arenas like the United Center in Chicago or Bankers Life or anywhere else around the the uh, NBA. Staples Center, Madison Square Garden, I don't see that. Um, but we will see what it looks like if they're trying to get this league back and running before Christmas. Interesting to see. So, as I mentioned, I'm looking forward to the college football season for Big Ten. You know, the college football season has been here watching the SEC, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Northwestern Illinois and everyone else in the Big Ten is going to do uh, and see Jim Harbaugh with Michigan, how that works. Ohio State, are they the best in the uh, Big Ten again this season? You know, it's very interesting to, to watch. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, as always, as I am every year. So I just wanted to stop in and say hello and... By the way, I noticed when I came in yesterday from work, my neighbor already has a wreath up, the Christmas wreath on her front door. And I'm like, you know what? If I could just find a break, if, <laughs> if I could just find a break, I said, you know what? I think I might go into the garage and start putting some Christmas stuff up while it's warm. I mean, she's doing it right. The neighbor's already got the wreath out, so no, she'll probably get the lights out there too before Halloween. Oh, while it's warm, I think that's a that might be the play. That might be the move. I might do that. Huh. How often or maybe I should ask this question. How soon do you put your holiday lights out? Now some people have like their Halloween stuff out, obviously, because Halloween's right around the corner. Like, how soon do you put your holiday lights out? Like right after Halloween or after Thanksgiving? Why should I be out there in the cold in a parka putting lights out? Like in early December. I think, I think she's got the right idea. Huh. I like it. All right. As always, appreciate your feedback. Appreciate you checking in to the Under the Hood podcast. You never know when we pop up with a special. But every Saturday, I just want to say what's up. And don't forget Captain J. Hood mornings between 7 and 10 on ESPN 1000. Hope that you are listening to our show every morning or checking out the podcast. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on Tuesdays. And remember College Tailgate, Chicago's College Tailgate. Love doing that show with Chris and Adam as we're on two hours before every Notre Dame football game. And so we're having fun with that. And so much more. As always, thanks so much for your support. Thanks for listening. And let's do this again next Saturday, another edition of the Under the Hood podcast. I'm loving it. Always love to check in with you and uh, hope that everything is good with you and your family throughout all this COVID-19 and stuff that's going on. Hey, find a way. Find a way to stay positive as best you can. Thanks for listening. <laughs>